Hi, everybody. My name is Kara McCarran, and I'm the host of She's the Owner podcast. On this podcast, we're going to be featuring female founders who are at any part of their entrepreneurial journey. We will ask them the same 10 questions and see where the conversation takes us. Hey, everybody. It's Kara here from She's the Owner podcast. Um, And I just wanted to, uh, I think we're on episode 10, if I'm not mistaken. So we're humming along and getting some really incredible women on the show. Um, This morning, I'd like to um, introduce Danielle. She is from, is it Top Organic Project is how you you call it or is it? Okay, beautiful. It's Top Organic. Top the organic project. Awesome. Um, so we'll just, we'll get into it. Tell us a little bit about, we got connected. Um, I know I've, I've had a, quite a few guests from the uh, Female Founders Collective. It's an incredible group. I love it so much. Um, I actually got to see Rebecca talk last week, which was really cool. Here in Toronto, she came for an event. Um, so that's how her, Danielle and I got connected. So just tell us a little bit about your business, you know, the why behind it, why you started it, um, anything you want the listeners to know about it, and then we can take it from there. Yeah, absolutely. First, thank you. I'm thrilled to be on. Um, you know, I think more importantly, just love, absolutely love what you're standing for, your message and what you're building. Um, there's so many women out there that uh, just this message on femininity is so important and how we show up. So, thank you know, you. kudos to you for what you um, what you are building. Thank you. Thank you. So, what, you know, what's the name of our company and why? Um, you know, our name, it's Top the Organic Project. It's an acronym. So, TOP is actually an acronym for the Organic Project. Um, and what we really wanted out of this name was that it was not just about a product, um, but really what we were building was a brand um, and building a project or more so more of a movement around this common um, conversation around feminine care. Um, what we also do love is just the play on the word top, you know, really how we do talk about it, when, you know, and how anyone now also talks about our business. They always just say top. The organic project comes sort of along with it, but, um, you know, how we really truly associate ourselves is, is top and just love the play on it. Like, you know, top tampons, top period, top of our game, top swap. There's, you know, and we could go on and on. It's just a very strong, powerful word. Um, and when we think about feminine care, it's sort of like, that's what we want to do is sort of throw this on its head and just, this is an important conversation. Um, and the word top, you know, we want to bring that to top of the conversation, um, and start to really change the narrative when it comes around feminine care. Well, I think the, the, um, one of the things that comes top of mind, um, sort of (laughs) intentionally, yeah, um, is, is this whole conversation. We talk about this on the podcast quite a few times actually, and it's around, our periods and as business yeah. women people we just we're, we're like right from middle school and elementary and all that they condition boys to m- make fun of it first of all and yep. talk about our hormones and our time of the month as we're oh don't talk to her she's being a bitch or um mm-hmm. oh she's pmsing like that's classic and i'm, I'm even i even yep got on my he's my ex-husband now not for this reason but um we have four daughters yeah. together and we're a very close family and we're really close he and i and I say to him, like, just shut the F up already with this narrative. Like, you think it's funny, you know, talking about getting a a period apartment he used to make. And I don't disagree. I don't want to be around him when I was PMSing either. But like just this conversation, I said, stop. And we have one more who's about to get her period. She's 10 now. And all the other three have. But the the middle one is going through some severe anxiety issues right now because she stopped her pill really drastically. And I think that's what it is. And even, I know this is super off on a tangent, but even like we've taken her to the hospital, medical doctors, men, they're like, oh, I don't think it's hormone. I'm like, are you fucking out of your mind? Like, 
You have zero idea what this feels like. And even in business, I say like, there is a week before my period. I don't make big decisions. Like I I know I listened to that. I listened to that podcast that you did and I was laughing. I said, you know what? That's actually, it's, it's, it is appropriate advice. Um, it's something I never in my entire career would have ever thought of. Right. Um, but now it's like, I need to like, think about this. Yeah. (laughs) And it's true. Like, and as you, like, I'm 43 now. So my, my cycle is shifting, right? Like during ovulation in our twenties and thirties, we wanted to make a baby. Now our bodies are like, hell no. And so it's almost swapped itself, but it's, it's no joke. And like, the more we talk about it to each other, at least like we can tell guys, whatever they're going to be, you know, it is what it is. But if we're, if like, how many women do you think have fired someone or lost a deal or something, something Mm -hmm. during that week when they Mm -hmm. really don't have any, cause we've been taught it's not a big deal. And it's not a big yeah. deal, but it's fucking real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like no, it's it, real. It and I think, and I think that's, you know, I think what you're bringing up and what has been so, you know, where sort of our passion and be, so my cousin and I are, we do the business together. It's fine. Right. Her name is Fine Sullivan. And what's been so important to us is that it is this change in conversation. And the big part right now is it's changing the narrative um, and it's changing it at such a young age. I think part of the issue is that there's still, there's still women who are age who are afraid to have this conversation with their kids. I know. And we've got to, we've got to, we've got to start early. And part of the other issue is that where a lot of these kids are learning it, they're learning it in school from the school nurse, Mm -hmm. which is antiquated and antiquated information. They split the boys and the girls apart. Like, honestly, yep. it's also teaching your sons. I mean, our boys it are is. now around this. And my, my boy, he's like, my son is like, he's, he's my oldest. And he's like, there is, there's not even a care in the world when it comes and we talk about periods. Right. Um, and it is, it's how do we do that? But what we have really tried to do and what is really what we feel is really important is to bring levity into this. Yes. It actually, like, you, if you keep it serious, it's going to stay a stigma. Like, That's it right. truly, truly is because you're making it a taboo conversation when you make it serious. Like, it's closed off and closed behind closed doors. No. So our whole joke is like, we go around in tampon costumes. Right. And it's not just about a joke, but what it does is when somebody sees you, they're like, Wait a sec. What, 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 first of all, we get like, are you a snowman? Are, are you, you know, what, are you a cloud? We're like, no, we're not a marshmallow. Like, no, we're a tampon. We're organic tampons and we're out here to actually change the conversation. Right. And what's amazing is my cousin just ran this race and we got so much press around it because what it did is people stopped in their tracks and were like, what is going on right here? Um, and it changed the conversation. Well, so we, really when my kids the get their, when, uh, when my kids get their periods, I buy a period basket and I celebrate the shit out of it. Like, oh my God, I love it. You have to, like I get I junk food that. and ta- you know, the cheesy tabloid magazines and organic tampons. Yeah. We, it's harder to find organic that stuff here, so cute. but, um, we'll, 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 we'll hook, we'll hook, you hook up. me we'll up hook because <laughs> there's four of four of five of us almost that are needing it. But yeah. I literally have yeah. to, when I go to the U S I travel for the Tony Robbins event quite a bit into the U S and yeah. every time I go, I go to target and there is a line there that is yeah. organic that I buy and I stock yeah. up. And every time yeah. I come home, I'm sure they're like, what the hell is this lady with all her pads yeah, and tampons? <laughs> but you can't find them here. Um, uh, I know. That's I know, awesome. Know, so so yeah. tell yeah. me, what did you want to be when you grew up? When you were a young lass, what so, were you thinking? Uh, when a young lass, you know, I love this question. You know, when I was little, little, um, so I'll go back to like when I was five years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want, I wanted to be a vet. Oh my God. Um, you know, I did not. Uh, <laughs> no, honestly, if listen to all the podcasts, like so many female entrepreneurs, I to three of them, that is, so that is funny. nuts. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. Oh God, There's something it. to this. So my reason, so my reason why I wanted to be a vet, 
Um, I grew up with no money, absolutely no money. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom got divorced and her decision was like, I'm taking the kids. Didn't even realize it, you know, back in that, that, that day that, um, she had a choice to actually like fight for money. So we just had nothing. And she had started dating my stepdad at that point. And in order for them to essentially live free, they moved into my grandparents' friend's um, barn. Okay. So we lived in this tiny little one bedroom, <laughs> um, which is um, which is crazy, in, inside the barn. But here I am as a five-year-old kid, had no clue in the world that we had no money. But what my parents did, they lived there free in order to, and they took care of the animals. Um, and so That's pretty here cool. I am. Uh, uh, it was, as a kid, was out of this world. My poor brother, he's five years older than me. It was definitely a little different for him. Right. Um, but in my mind, I'm like, I'm living in these animals. I'm feeding them. I'm playing with them. I'm watching baby, like, you know, baby animals being born. So wow. that was very early on and was just like such a, an incredible time for me and like such a happy time as well. But as I got older, um, you know, continued on into, into high school and, and even beyond where one of like my core strengths always was in academically was mathematics. Mm. Um, so I always leaned into, you know, the analytics and the, the, the strategy and, and the numbers. And, um, but when I was in high school, I was introduced to studio art and fell in love sort of, and it became this marriage of these two things. So in my mind, I was like, I'm going to become an architect. Okay. So went off to college thinking, all right, I'm going to be an architect. While I was in college, I interned with an architect and I was like, absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I want to be around people. I am a people person. Right. Yes. I was like, it, like, this was a good, good experience to like actually have the internship then at that point. Um, but I'm a people person. It was like, I just, it was, there just was not enough talking, not enough engagement. And um, so while I was, while I was in school, I discovered art history. And so that became really my avenue. And what was funny though, is here I have parents and they're like, what are you going to do with an art history major? Right. Like, what are you going to do? And in my young, naive mind, oh my goodness, like I'm going to go work in an art museum. Well, again, humble beginnings did not come from a lot of money. Like there was no way that I was ever going to afford living in New York City. My husband, I had a husband I met in college and my intent was that we were going to you know, move to New York together. Um, no way in my, in, in my wildest dreams that I could have ever afforded it. So in college, I also worked um, at Ann Taylor um, as a side job and they ended up recruiting through my school. And that was sort of the path of my career is, was retail. Um, and so I stayed in fashion retail um, and went into their training program. And so that was where I ended. So starting off as a, as a little vet, as a little <laughs> girl, and then where my career took me off is a very different avenue than what I ever, ever thought. But um, yeah, that's where, that's where I wanted, what I wanted to be when I grew up. <laughs> so when did you realize you're an entrepreneur? Okay, so... When I actually really started thinking about this, it's funny, I, I never would have given myself the title of entrepreneur um, until I actually like made this when I was like thinking about making this life change. But what I loved about this when I really started thinking about it is I started like, I'm a big person, I reflect a lot. Um, so I was like, reflecting back on like back in my career. And I'm like, Oh, my goodness, you know what, this actually started when I was in when I was in between high school and college. Um, I worked in the summers anywhere between three, four, five jobs, like just seven days a week. All I did was work because I needed to make money in order right. to, you know, have sp- spending money, you know, anything for college. Um, and so I was a waitress for a caterer. And at the end of every event, we would just do like four five, six events every weekend. And at the end of every event, we'd be pulling all together the linens and throwing them in these bags. And then they get shipped off to this linen company that would do them. And I would see when they would come back because I'd be unpacking them how much that, that they charged are the owner of the catering company. So I went up to Andy one day and I was like, hey, 
Andy, I need to make some extra money. Let me actually clean the linens. He's like, what? Where, where are you going to do this? How are you going to do this? I said, let me figure it out. I'll figure it out. So I went to like a couple of the local laundromats and like, okay, I'm like, I can fake this out. In between my other jobs, like mm-hmm. early morning, late at night, right. I will go and I will go do the linens. I would take over 10 machines at a time. I mean, talk about the, the <laughs> patrons of the laundromat that were there. Oh God, they were so mad at me sometimes. But I'm like, hey, I got to do this. I got a job to do. Like you, yeah. you just, you're going to have to wait another half hour. Like that was it. And that was sort of the first time that I like remember like kind of finding my own side hustle because I had right. to. Um, and I, and I had to, I had to do it. Um, and so it was sort of like the beginning of it, but then, you know, I do, I did start thinking about this too, is like throughout my career, even like I had a really incredibly successful career within fashion, but what I loved was in each one of the companies that I was in, I was always, you know, managing at some points, managing over a billion dollars of business. But what I always loved is, you know, you're growing every year, three, Mm -hmm. four, 5%, if you're lucky, is what I would find was the business inside where the opportunity was, or there was just completely white space and I would build those businesses. And that was when I like realized that there was this entrepreneurial spirit inside of me that just when it actually came to be able to say like, oh, you know what, I'm going to make this life change. I realized it was already there in me. Um, and so it was, I, I think that throughout my life, I had it in me. I just didn't know until it actually had to come out and do what we've been doing this past year. So when did you launch the the company? So we launched, we officially launched this past January. Okay. Um, but my cousin had been, so it really, the, the concept came from her. Um, so she, she had, um, almost two years ago, um, her job had been eliminated. She was a executive at, um, Nestle. Um, and prior to that, she was at Pepsi and Coke. So all consumer packaged goods. And she had, uh, she got a year severance and, you know, she had a non-compete, so she really couldn't go anywhere. So Mm -hmm. it left her this moment of like really reflecting, like, what am I going to do? Um, and going back to our daughters, she has a young daughter, Josie. And Josie came to the center of it. And Josie at that time was starting to ask for like organic lip glosses. And mm-hmm. um, and she started thinking like, oh my goodness, my daughter's about to get her period. Like we have all been using these tampons. Yep. And we've all been using these products for years. And she knew what was going on in the food industry right. and just the change that was happening there. And so it just sort of, sort of like put the spin on her. And so she really started to like dig into the concept of feminine care and like what was going on in that industry. And started then dissecting deeper and deeper and was like, oh my God, there's mm, a major terrifying. issue here. Yep. And and that was really what, you know, brought the brought the business to uh, to light. Um are you, so you're still there? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm still here. Okay. I just thought yep. I lost you for a second. So yep. what was the scariest thing? So did you were in a you were in a job and then you quit to to do this full time or tell me so, about that transition? Yes. So, so what happened? So, um, I had been working, I was about 23 years in fashion retail and, um, it was a year ago this past August that I probably the, the scariest thing I've ever done. I, I decided to walk out on my job. Mm -hmm. Um, I was at the height of my career. Um, it had been the position I had always dreamed of. Um, I was an executive. I'd been an executive for almost seven years of my career. And here I was, um, I had lost myself. I had completely lost myself. Um, I had, you know, just just had no time with my family. And it was just my husband, actually, he's the one. He's like, hey, babe, we got to figure something else out. And he kind of, he by him giving me the permission, probably personally was the scary thing. Professionally also, it was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And as you sort of hear, like, 
I've always been a worker. It's all I know right. in my DNA and to step out and just do this. But I knew at this point, if I didn't, it, it would just continue on this sort of very, it was moving towards a dark path and I didn't want to go that way anymore. Um, and so August of last year, I stepped out of the business and my intent was to take some time off. And so probably <laughs> jokes on you. Like, <laughs> oh, it was like, it was like two weeks. Like, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm bored myself. I'm getting my brain. The kids, the kids are getting back to school. Like, yeah. Oh my God. For the first time in years, I'm actually there for the first day of school. I missed first days of school. I missed everything. Absolutely yeah. everything. Um, and so here I am. I'm like, this is like a joy. I'm like, okay, I'm taking this in. So my cousin reaches out to me and she's like, Hey, um, I got this thing that I'm just like, you know, I just, just started and thinking about, and she started, she started telling me more and more about it. Um, she's like, Hey, come, 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 ha- I'll, come, I'll take you for lunch. I'll take you for lunch. Like, come, come, come chat with me. Um, and what was amazing is that between the two of us, we just bring in like this perfect marriage within the business. So she comes from more of the distribution and this, and, um, more of like the wholesale, truly like the retailer side. And mine has been sales, marketing and vertical retail. So mine was definitely from a different, um, different standpoint, um, and two different, very different, different industries, but we have so much that complements one another, but is also so different. So it became this like perfect marriage in that sense. And she jokes, she's like, you're like the unicorn that fell into my lap. Right. Um, um, and what was great is that it really allowed us. And I, as soon as I really started the conversations with her, I was like, you know what, I'm in like one, the business that the, the opportunity just around to build this brand, um, and the, the issue that's actually around this conversation in the industry. Um, and then at the end of the day, we're doing this for our girls. Like that is what became There's so the magic. impactful to me was the course that the change of the, the course that I can make for my own daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know for her as well, for her daughter, Josie, like that is just so powerful. And that's really what like took us down this road. So, um, yeah, I mean, and that's, yeah. so I just want to touch on that. Like the, so yesterday, uh, here in Toronto, Tony Robbins did a half day, um, as part of the power of success, um, seminar, which the first half is challenging to get through. Cause it's a lot of onstage pitching. Um, I was yeah. volunteering, so I was working the Tony oh. booth, which was really cool. I I've never done, I volunteer yeah. for his events. Um, like in the past, but I've never uh-huh. volunteered here in a booth, which was really cool. So I sold a ton of UPW oh, tickets, which was really wicked because I believe so much in it. Yes. Um, but he talks a lot about, and this is just his standard thing, is the art of fulfillment. And so a lot of people, mm. especially women, right? Like we get we get into this idea that we have to do this to this equals this. And for you, just as you're saying, you knew you had your dream career, you were at the height mm. of it, but it doesn't, if there's no, if you're not having any impact Like, and I think this is across the board and this is, I think you have to go through a whole bunch of shit first before you get to this point that you and I are at. But if you don't have impact, it's pointless. (laughs) Like, and I have said to my children repeatedly, if you follow your passion, the money will show up. It just does. Mm -hmm. It's just designed that Mm -hmm. way, but it's important. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's just, it's just one of those things where you, you can't. People like there was one young guy, his name was uh, Jerry, I think. And he, maybe he was like 22, 23 dressed like to the nines, this really sweet guy. And Rachel Hollis was there. She did a talk as well. Oh God, I love her. Oh my God. It was, she was so (laughs) wicked. She was so, so good. And so she gets off the stage and gets right up to him. And she's like, cause he's saying, I, I, what she's like, what's your goal? And he's like, to be a millionaire. And she's like, okay, that's a cool goal. However, like money's not going to change you status isn't going to change you. You're you. And I, I did a post on that this morning. Like 
when you talk about personal development and growth and all this stuff, it's not like when you leave a job, you're changing. You're The way I look at this whole environment of, of growth is we're not changing. We're coming back to who we actually are. You're coming back to yourself. And it sounds like that's what you did because it's, it's, I absolutely love that. I, yeah, yeah. No, I think there's two, two things just that resonate so much with what you just said. And number one is the impact. Mm-hmm. So what had happened to me in my last job was I almost lost my voice. It was like the last year there. And I've always, I'm very confident, you know, that's, that's what I've been able to show up. And it was like, I had just sort of been cut down mm. so much. I'm like, I, I, I lost a, a sort of who I was. Yeah. And so then it then trickled, trickled out into like what was happening in my personal life. So it was like, this is like, what's going on? So right. the joke is right now, I say to my kids all the time, like, I love this, you know, the art of fulfillment. I'm, I'm on this kick right now of like, all right, what is filling your bucket? Like what right. every day I'm like, all right, guys, like let's fill this up. Like we want, we want this, you know, your rich life is not about the money. I, it's never for me. It's, it's never been what it's about. I was lucky enough along my career from coming from very humble be- beginnings to have that success. Um, but it's now it's like, it's like, okay, what, what is it? What's guys like every day, what filled your bucket? And yep. my, my husband laughs at me all the time. And I'm like, all right, well, what is going to fill our bucket? <laughs> so. But it's true. It, you have to have that conversation. Yeah. I say that to my daughter every day after school. I go, tell me three amazing things that happen. And it might be as simple as she got to get ravioli. We don't give, we don't do a lot of gluten yeah. in our family. And so getting ravioli is uh, a big freaking deal. But yeah. it's in yeah. teaching them. And I think that's just part of the whole part of this movement for She's the Owner for sure is having yeah. impact, but then recognizing like, and, and to sort of tie it back in, it's the masculine and feminine energy. Every, you know, men yesterday were like, well, I'm not feminine. I said, no, you're not getting it. We all have it. It's like yin and yang. It's not yeah. girls have feminine boys. That's yep. not how it works. But I think yeah. when we're in our feminine energy, we're way more creative and we are more conscious of having impact. And for me, that's why I started it. I started it because I started to see I'm far too, like, I show up in my masculine energy because I'm a, a business owner and I'm making decisions and I'm goal oriented, but I wasn't flipping back to what I am in my core. And I might not even be totally a feminine energy person at my core, but I know I feel good and I'm, I have more impact in that zone than I do when I'm in my masculine. And so that's part of this conversation too, right? Like how can you show up more thoughtful? How can you show up more patient and nurturing and vulnerable? Like all these things as women yeah. who are leading companies, because we have to, like nobody yeah. wants to be around a fully masculine leader, period. And nobody wants yeah. to do business with people like that. And even you take it home, mm-hmm. our kids don't, like when you say, okay, let's go. The kids are like, what the hell is happening? Like, where, where's my mom? <laughs> she used to be so squishy and huggy yeah. and now she's drilling me like a friggin' sergeant, right? Like, but it's totally. true. And totally. like, and I think it's important that we have the yeah. conversation that, I can say to you, are you showing up in your masculine too often? You go, yeah, I probably am. Okay, well, let's yeah. figure out how to change that. Um, yeah, yeah, so, totally. So to that, totally. so do you, what, are, what does feminine and masculine energy mean for you? Like if you had to sort of put them yeah. in two buckets, what does that, what does it mean for you? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's something that I, I never had honestly really thought about. Um, and what it really, you know, what, what it's forced me to really look at how I show up differently in these situations and how my energy comes out, you know, being in a career of females for so long, um, you know, most of the companies that I worked for, you know, I was working for women, women, women's businesses. So I was at, I was at Ann Taylor. I was at coach. I was mm-hmm. at Kate Spade and most recently at Talbot. And so, 
95% of the people that were surrounding me were women. Right. Um, and so our energy just naturally went that way. And that was part of what I absolutely loved about my career was the camaraderie, the support, um, the guidance that we had, for, you know, the, the just that there was, there was just a very different feeling. You know, then there were also the flip side of because it was so many women, it's like you'd get this passive aggressive, you know, do sometimes like you don't want to hurt somebody else's feelings. And, right. and so I think, you know, as I truly though started to think about this though, is that, there does have to be this balance. And I love how you talk about that. There has to be this balance. And I definitely balance myself out also because I am, I am, I can, I'm strong with decision-making. I am confident. Um, you know, there are definitely key attributes that I have as well. Um, and that we do need to, we do need to show up in certain ways um, differently. And what's, what's fascinating right now, and I think you hit on this so often and talk about this is that the energy that does happen as an entrepreneur becomes more masculine. Right. And I'm actually feeling, I'm feeling a little off balance right now because my success has been on the feminine side. You know, my teams, like building teams has been, you know, I can build a business. That's, that's great. That's one of my strengths. But the thing that, that drives me and where I truly like the impact that I leave on people's lives is how I show up as a leader and how I lead teams. Right. And I'm missing that right now because we're in this, we're in this very, you know, it's a lonely, mm. uh, God bless. I have my cousin, my cousin and I stand as with partners with her every day, but that is the part that I honestly, I, I miss the most. Oh, it's tricky. Um, and I am finding the, the pieces of like, okay. How do I, how do I, how does that feminine show up um, and where it shows up? And there are certain times, like, listen, we're trying to drive our business. We're trying to make, you know, get this to, to really to the next level. And what I find my moments sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I need these, like, I need those partnership conversations. Like I want to go to this event because you know what it's going to do. It's going to give me those feelings again that I need as a woman of that, you know, that connectedness, the village, that, that, the, 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 yes, the village, the support system, yep. like that is the tribe. Like where's my tribe. And it's funny because that is one of the differences of between my, between my cousin and between Simon and I is that she grew up in a man's man world. Like she, all, it was all men around her and hers was different where it was became cutthroat with, with the women. And she talks about that often. She's like, you know what? The men, the, Gotta the women, get her on like, the show. They, they fight each other. Like, yeah. you know, she was like, it was crazy. You know, there were, you know, there's here, there are 12, 12 feet at the table and only one for a woman. And she was always like, but there's actually 12 feet at the table. There's not just one for a woman. There's other, but that was the, that was the thought process for her. And so when she came in and started to see like my sort of, you know, the softer side of what I grew up in, she was like, Oh my God, there's this side. And so right. she's, it's been amazing watching her now amongst these women and getting that feminine energy. Um, and so I think it's, you know, there's, there's this, there is definitely um, the balance that is needed. Um, but what I have, loved right now, being an entrepreneur and being forced to actually take on some of that, it's pushed me out, take on some of that masculine, it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. Right. Because what now it has had to do is, you know, you're going out there and every day you have to be direct. We have to be, we, have, we can't be afraid to ask for something. Mm -hmm. You know, there are moments where like, oh, well, no, no, no. No, like, there's no time for that. All they're, all they're, they're going to do is say no. Right. Like that's the best thing. It's like, if they say no, okay. Go ahead, say no. But you have, like, we have, we have to ask the question. It's putting ourselves out there, honestly. Yeah. And uh, the big part is also just not letting things get to you and be, let it be emotional. And that's well, that it's attaching the it's meaning to it, right? And that's the, like Rachel was saying yeah. that yesterday. Tony was saying that yesterday. Like, it's you're it, it's what it's not what the person said. It's what we're attaching yeah. the meaning we're attaching to it. So a no doesn't mean you're a failure, mm -hmm. you're a loser. It just means no, the word no, and that's it. So you move on. 
or we're not interested. Yeah. Okay. You don't attach people attach this whole story to what we're not interested. I mean, like my first yeah. company, the content company, I, and I do it still, mm. like it's, it's not easy to get out of that mindset, but it's, you take it personally. Like if, if a client says this or that or whatever, it's like, you have to, it's just a thought. It's um, my daughters, yeah. both my older two have read um, untethered soul. I haven't read it yet. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's Michael Singer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm sure someone will yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, but it's, it, he, he talks about it in that way that it's just a thought and you just watch it go by. You don't attach to it and attach meaning to it. Yeah. Um, but one, yeah. one thing too. Yeah. You know, go ahead. Keep going. I was going to say like the, the other thing when you're talking about women, um, like I firmly believe that women are going to change the world. And I know that's yeah. a mouthful, but it is. And I think no, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. I think like I love our men and obviously we need to have both and et cetera. I don't have to go into that. It's a given. But what I see about w- the way that we run businesses, like I, when I went to that Rachel uh, or sorry, the Rebecca um, event. Um, yep. Yeah. So they, they mentioned a number that was like in Canada anyway. I don't know if it was, if it was just here where, but it was 16% of women run the small business sector in Canada, 16, one, six, that is all of all the small business and and entrepreneurship here. It's 16%. But I think when women, when we go at business, the way that we go at it in our feminine, not always, but in our Mm -hmm. feminine energy, magic happens. Like you can get crouch. It's, I almost look at it. Like when, you know, when you're talking to your kid and if you're standing above them, they're not listening. Mm-hmm. They're terrified. It's intimidating mm-hmm. physically. The energy is mm-hmm. not a good shift. But when you crouch down to your kid and you talk to them at their level, magic happens. And I yeah. feel like that's women in business. We're, men are standing up and we're willing to crouch down and sit down and get to the heart of it. And I sincerely feel that it's that the shift is happening. I get it. And I think it's important that we do, we do still have, I mean, I know I've been in situations where if I, I needed to show up more in my masculine energy because stupid shit was said to me by a male counterpart. And I know that if I showed up in that male energy, masculine energy, rather, they wouldn't have said it. Well, maybe they would have, but they would have been Mm -hmm. a lot scareder to say it. Um, But when we soften and we get into that zone, like you and I, we're way more resourceful and we're we're in a feminine state of mind than if we're in our just goal oriented. And that's the beautiful thing about this and and understanding it. And women, like I've had women get into arguments with me. I don't think you need to be feminine to be a leader. And I'm like, I'm not saying that's your only option. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there's both and we need to like, it's no, a dance. There's both. there's both. Yeah. It's, it's actually interesting. So I, this is like a, just a, an example of, of somebody telling me that I needed to show up more masculine. And what it was, was there was a situation with one of my peers really being completely disrespectful to me. Mm. Um, he was a male. Yep. And then I had a male counterpart say, you know, what? you just got to fight back to me. Like you've got to throw the punches too. And I just looked at him. I was like, one, number one, how dare you actually say that to me? Mm. And, and second, that is goes against everything that I stand for because that's not how I show up as a leader. And so I would never do that because that's actually going down to his level. I'm going to stay at the level that I'm at. I'm going to be mature in this situation. I'm not going to throw punches. And at the end of the day, what he needs to do is apologize for his poor behavior. And it just, it was, it was this moment that in that moment I was like, what is happening here? (laughs) But it, it was, it was, it was just, it was, again, I was like, you know what? I was proud of myself in a moment like that where the, the reaction is go masculine, but I'm like, no, I'm going to stay feminine. Right. Because, um, and I'm going to stay to that, at that energy. And you can take, and this is the interesting part about it is that you can get that guy. If he, if you sat with him for, you know, any length of time and let, you know, even like coaches are really good at it, but 
if you get him out of his hunter mentality or masculine mentality and energy and get him into the zone where you're at, he would never talk that way. He would never behave that way. And this is the thing. And this is the fundamental issue that I see. Like when a guy shows up that way, they're not showing up because that's how they really want to show up. There's so much shit underneath it, but they... It's be showing up in that hunter mentality. They can't even get like they're they're all it's aggression. It's like they're they're being a dude. But if you sat yeah. with them yeah. and had an honest conversation and said like, if you were sitting here across from me right now, and you and I said to mm-hmm. you, can you be more thoughtful in what you just said? I guarantee they mm-hmm. wouldn't say the same shit. They just wouldn't. Yeah. No. And it's yeah. and no, it. But that's the, you know again balance. Yeah. So. Let's, let's, yeah. we could talk all day about this. So I'm just going to move us oh along God, a little absolutely. bit. <laughs> um, so what do you think about personal? Obviously, so my mission is to send a thousand women to the Unleash the Power Within event with Tony Robbins. Which I love. It's, if you love, haven't gone, have you gone to a UPW yet? No. Do no, it. Oh my God. Do it. Yes, I know. There's, I know. there's one I know. Um, in November in New York next year. So you have okay. no excuse. Right. I will put it on my, bug you my, until my you vision go. Board. It's going on my vision board. Beautiful. <laughs> um, tickets are really um, good pricing there. But what do you, so what do you think about personal development and I why? Love, 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 love. Um, I have loved personal development for years and years and years. Now I definitely have people who've laughed at me because they're like, oh my God, you put, you know, you put so much time and energy. Honestly, it's one of the, one of the areas that I have focused on for myself as well as my team's. You know, because I think when it comes down to the corporate world, and now also, I, it's just been such a benefit for me in this role of, of entrepreneurship. But in the corporate world, is everything so much on the hard skills? Like you're, you're, mm. you're the true hard skills versus understanding and being self-aware about where your strengths lie. You know, what are the things that make you tick? What's what to your the, the word going back again? What is what? How do you want to impact? You know, your job, your family, all of those things, and what's truly like what's important to you. And those things aren't talked about enough. And so for me, it's always been very powerful. I've been a lover of Brene Brown since oh, like day so one, good. 10 years. Like she really, truly is my like forever idol. Um, and, you know, now it's like there's a Tony Robbins, there's Rachel Hall, Marie Forleo is my now. now oh, she's absolute, wicked like, too. Obsessed lover, like obsessed, like love, love, I'm going to get her on this podcast. And, you watch. That's my goal. Oh, good for you. All right. Put it. I love it. <laughs> I'm putting I it out wait. there. I, I like, I'm, 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 I am, I'm, I'm cheering for you for that. She's just, I mean, what she's, what she says, I just, I just listened to her book um, and can't wait to actually get the real one. Cause I can't wait to like highlight and like, mm, make notes and yep. just, like I, I actually need to need to do that. But anyway, you know, I think what, why this is so important. And again, this goes into where my energy is, you know, it's about relationships. It's about communication. It's about some of these core things that women do very well, but also men need. Mm. And it does come down to this personal, I've had coaches at two of my um, previous jobs and they had such an impact on me on how I showed up as an executive, but also as a, as a leader, as I showed, as I showed up as, as a peer and a colleague. Um, But then also how I showed up at home. Right. Um, and I think that there's just the more that we can do to better ourselves. And so the big joke is, um, you know, I had that while I was working. And the joke is, is my cousin, she's a, she's a podcast, like she's obsessed. She's an amazing, like she listens to everything. So she flips that on me because I was always like reading all the books. And she's like, Danielle, just listen to some podcasts. Like go walk the dog or go like go right. for a walk like, and listen to podcasts. And so I now it's like same thing. So it's a joke between the two of us. She's, she'll be like, oh, which one did you listen to? Which one did you listen right. to? Um, and it is 
just these moments, you get these tidbits that it's like, all right, you know what? It's not that they become your, they become your like everyday, you know, vernacular, but it becomes, it, it starts to like feed into how you're thinking and how you can show up differently, how you can impact different relationships, how, how you can, you know, work through situations. Like we had, a, this summer was a tough summer for us. Like we're in the midst of fundraising. It's not easy. No. And it was just those moments of everyday listening to these different podcasts, as well as reflecting back on the stuff that I know of like, all right, pull yourself back up, like just pull yourself back up. And, you know, one of the, one of the things that throughout all of this as an entrepreneur, it's like, you got to be resilient. Oh, totally. And that what I definitely would say is that's part of like this personal development for me that I learned throughout my career, but also with time of just really, you know, working through with these coaches too, like resilience, like just be resilient and just fight through it and mm-hmm. kind of push through it. And one, which my team used to always joke, joke with me. is like, I'm a big reflector, but I move forward fast. Right. So like, let's reflect on this, but like, okay, then we're just, we're moving forward. Right. But I do, I do this which, constant Which by the way, what, is you being in your masculine energy, that, that skill, that's yeah. a masculine energy skill right there, which is beautiful because that's necessary. Yeah. And it is good to reflect, but yeah. then yeah, like, okay, now let's get a solution together. Um, yeah. Do so, you, yeah. So yeah. yeah. Personal development is huge for me. <laughs> it, it's, but it's, and I, like, again, I, I posted it, I think recently about it. It's yeah. not a one hit wonder. It's not like it, and you don't go to no. the gym and you lift weights for a day and then you're buff. Like it's just a buff. That's no. a super eighties word for any of you youngins who mm-hmm. don't know it. Yeah. Um, oh. But yeah, <laughs> it's, um, it, that's just not how it is. Like, and cause I, yeah. people will say to me, you're reading another book or you're going to another event or you're blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's not a destination. Like there's no day I'm going to be like, okay, now I'm perfect. There's always some new level of enlightenment or new of understanding of self or of others or whatever. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, I I love that you got the opportunity to kind of get through that coaching while you still were in the corporate world that you can apply it here because a lot of people listening even are, you know, they get caught up in, I'm not, I can't leave my job. I'm not ready. Right. I have to do it when it's perfect, but they don't realize Mm -hmm. all the skill sets Mm -hmm. they've learned throughout their career. That's applicable in a business Mm -hmm. and that there's Mm -hmm. never a perfect, just like there's never a perfect time to have a kid. It's just, no, no, there's not. (laughs) You're going to, it's going to be a whirlwind no matter what. Um, So that, that kind of segue into the next question. So do you think you, you have to choose between being a mom and being an entrepreneur effectively? And I don't mean, actually yeah, choose no, 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 no. this is a great no this is a great question for me it, it hits home deeply for me like brings tears to my eyes because you know I don't think uh, unfortunately for too long um I did I did choose yeah. and it, it 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 was it it's when I then came to that moment of like what am I doing to my life like what am I doing this is not what I signed up for and you know so prior to me being at top I lost myself to to, to my job right. um and it consumed every part of my life. Like I left my house at 545 every day. I'd be lucky if I was home at nine o'clock at night. Holy cow. And then I'd come home and say, say hi to my husband and then continue like back on emails. And it was such an unhealthy cycle. Mm. And so when I did step away and, you know, I, I there again, here I go reflecting again. So, you know, I, I've done my best to not regret what I missed and really now like focusing on how I can do this differently Right. Um, you know, and what's, what's the funniest out of all of this is we moved up here because my husband's an attorney and he was working crazy hours and he kind of put his hand up five years ago. And he's like, babe, I don't know what to do anymore. Like I'm stuck. Yeah. Um, and I said, we're going to figure this out. Like, we're going to figure this out. Like, let me go. I, my job's a little bit more flexible and like, let me go see what we can find. And so I was fortunate to get this role. 
and we moved our some of our family up here and we flipped roles like it was bananas like i compl- i was the one that was working insane hours and then on the weekends too it consumed my life because all i was thinking about was work so what's been amazing is you know i think both for Simon and i is that as we've been building this business we've made it a key priority for us that you have to have both right um because we're better one we're just better moms at it mm-hmm. we're better at our jobs because we do because we're not resentful right i'm resentful i was resentful of the fact that i missed all these moments and so what i love is that we both are like all right you know what um, her son jen and he's got a soccer game my son alex we've got a game like we're going to take the kids i gotta pick the kids up from school like we make the time because also what's happened is that we built this brand for ourselves it's it's part like we call it it's like we're building we're building a lifestyle around us like it truly is like it's right. part of our life now and we we ebb and flow with it so when we have to be centered for our family we're centered for our family and when we need to be in it we're in it and there's still like we still have a sitter who comes two days a week to help out in the afternoons like we still have that but I, 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 we will not. And I think the best part is that we're creating it right now at such an early stage in the business that we are creating the boundaries that we don't want. We want to be different. We want the culture to be different when we build this out and build it into a much larger organization for the women that do join us and men who join us, whoever right. joins us, that they can then have the flexibility. Um, you know, we're even talking about work, setting up our work that it's Tuesday through Thursday is an actual office time. And Monday and Tuesday, you have the opportunity to work from home. Some people they may not want to because they want the structure of an office, right. but you have the opportunity well, to give people the, the the permission to actually like, hey, listen, you know what? You need to go take your daughter to the doctor. You should be at that doctor's appointment. Right. You know, you need to go help your mom with something like do that. Or you need a personal moment because you know that on those that Monday and Friday, no matter what, you can get yourself to the gym. And it's, 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 it, it's so critical for all of us. And, you know, growing up in the, in, in the environment and the cultures that we all grew up in, it was like, you were, you're all trying to climb up the ladder and, and not be missed. And you know what? You're not going to be missed. And pushing what's one another out of the actually, way too, right? Like exactly, it's not just exactly. happily, let's go together. It's is, like, you're going to yeah, get stomped on yeah, and, and I'm going to go above you. Yeah. And then this is again, where that feminine energy comes in. It's like, we want to support. And I also look at, you know, there are two of the past companies I was at changed our, our maternity leave. I like, was a huge voice behind changing the maternity leave policy. I'm like, these women cannot come back. We have quality women. You're going to lose them if you, we don't, we don't change this. Right. So it was like, I gave them 12 weeks when they came back, they could like slowly like change, roll back in. Like it wasn't like you had to be back five days a week. And if this was the expectation, making those changes, like we have to, we've got to adjust to this next generation. And I actually think that's the one thing that I do appreciate with, with, with this next generation coming up with the millennials is that they've pushed that they've pushed the boundary. And, you know, now there's so much about flexible work you know, mm-hmm. schedule um, and working from home. And I truly do appreciate what they're putting out there because there has to be boundaries. We've got to set a better example for what it does look like to actually have a, a you know, no, no life is ever balanced, but just a little, I, I use the word centered more, like right. having just a little bit more centered um, yep. existence. And I think that's important. I think it's really important. It is. And I think, um, thank you for that. That That's enlightening for sure. And I think the com- the conversation is changing and um, yeah, just even when you're talking about maternity, like in Canada, we get a year. It's not paid fully by. Know, which is bananas. Well, oh and it's gosh, like, so it's like 55% it's of your income. However, people yeah. make it work because it's worth it to be home. But I, I think, you know, I talk about this a lot where <clears throat> I bring my, my, my children are all much older, but I bring them with me. Like my 10 year old, even she's come down to the, the studio and 
watched me record the first part. Yeah, and like she's so kick-ass that kid. Like she's so funny. She's Mm -hmm. started a business and like she's 10. And so when I whenever I get caught up in am I, you know, like right this week has been challenging. I've I have been stretched quite thin. And so now I'm just aware of it and I'm thinking tomorrow's probably going to be a light day for me for both businesses. Um, But you design it how you want it. And really what it comes down to is results, right? And I think we get, we still get caught up in um, having to work, you know, 80 hours a week. And if we're not doing 80 hours, we're garbage and blah, blah, blah. But it's results. Like if I'm getting the result, if I have an outcome and I'm achieving it, then I'm okay to take a day off here and there and chill on the weekends or whatever. Like there is, there is this, movement and truthfully it's by a lot of the men out there who are hustle hustle mm-hmm. hustle and it's like yeah I'm, I'm i'm for working my ass off but i'm also not for working mm-hmm. my ass off in spite of my kids either right like yeah i have yeah. like 32 23 almost 18 almost 19 they're all about yeah. to have their own lives the top two kind of do i'm not gonna piss around like i have one little one left at home i'm enjoying yeah. it i'm not gonna you know, it, so it, but it's just being conscious of it too. Right. So last question, give yeah. me one way that you get into your feminine energy. <laughs> Number one, I get a great blowout. Oh, um, genius. There's nothing better. There's nothing genius. better. A, a tiny little bit of makeup. I'm not a big makeup person. Right. Um, I have to have the per- perfect shoes on. And I am, I am, I am one where my feminine is like, I just have to smile. Like, actually, yeah. I will tell you right now, my feminine, I've this whole, these last two weeks, I've been wearing a unicorn um, headband. My cousin is going to die right now because <laughs> she laughs. I'm like, I'm like, we ha- we're in this moment of like, all right, the, the, the business is it's it's a it's it's about to like really like shift. Yeah. And I'm like, we just need to bring magical moments into our life. That's and right. you know what? We all need a laugh. We all need a laugh. Yeah. And this is like, having this on my head every day is like it's just it's bringing a whole other level of levity, but also a smile. Like, hey, who's gonna who's gonna frown at who's gonna frown at a unicorn right Nobody. now? Nobody. They're not. So anyway, so you have to send me a picture of that. You you got to, yeah, send me a selfie so I can post that on our Instagram page because that's, that's epic. That is one I've never heard. Cool. Well, that's it, my dear. That was, uh, that was an awesome chat. Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel powerful when I talk to other powerful women and I love it. And I love how, um, everybody's so open and raw and it's like, really, it is magical. And I, I'm so appreciative that you've, you've come on and talked and told us your story. It's amazing. Um, for sure. Let's, yeah. let's keep in touch and keep that tribe strong. And I'm definitely posting a, a picture of you and your unicorn headband <laughs> without question. Um, but it's, yes, thank you so one. much. Oh my God. Thank you. Thank you, Kara. Take care. Yeah. We'll talk soon. Bye. Okay. Thank you.